0: It sure would help if I turned my microphone on. I just sat here for literally two minutes just talking and didn't realize my microphone's on. So I'm leaving this in just to show you that I'm human too. (laughs) Welcome to episode three of Podcasting 101 on Podcast Whisper powered by Dynamic Reverb. Thank you so much for joining me. Episode three of the mini series of Podcasting 101 brought to you by David Allen, Podcast Whisper, Dynamic Reverb. Awesome. I already said all that. So here we go. Let's talk equipment. Let's talk equipment. So, podcasting is in its very essence flexibility. Funny story back in the day, back in my day, when I was podcasting, I had a trip to New York City over St. Patrick's Day. That's what it was. I had to think about the holiday for a second. So, It was so much fun. I just used my phone and walked around New York City and interviewed people. It was phenomenal. It was so great. So smartphone and a mic if you're on the fly is one of the best things about podcasting because it's flexible, right? And now we're in 2021 where... I mean, these microphones are absolutely phenomenal. This was, God, it had to have been about five or six years ago when I did this. And all I did was literally hold the microphone in front of somebody's face. They spoke into it. We spoke into it. And the clarity on it was absolutely amazing. That's the best thing about podcasting these days, too. All this stuff is so inexpensive. It's great. It's so great. So when I started podcasting in 2009, it was with a telephone line. And all I had to do was simply upgrade my equipment. Now, 2009 was a bit of a different era when it came to podcasting. It wasn't as popular as it is now. Um, actually, what I'm talking to you now is so funny. I went back to my old faithful. My Audio-Technica mic is the USB mic that I'm using right now. 100 bucks is the best microphone I ever had. I mean, I had it since probably 2012. And I don't know, for those who know me, who's been following me throughout the the years, Liz Stone was my co-host. We were hosting Get Unleashed at the time, and we were using a platform called Blog Talk Radio. And at that time, all they ever had was just telephone lines. So you called in a number, you put in your PIN, and I mean, it was really cool. It was almost like a little radio station at your fingertips, but it sounded like a telephone line and it was terrible. And for years, Liz had told me, Oh my god, we need to upgrade our quality. I'm like, no, 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 it's not about the audio quality, it's about the content. No one gives a shit about the quality. Boy, was I wrong because boy, when we first we bought our mics together, we first hit those mics, you can hear the difference. Audio Technica is a great brand. They are not a sponsor of this show, but they are a great brand. I use them and I have record players by them, microphones. I use them all the time, and they're very inexpensive as well. But any microphone will do. Just remember, quality is king. Quality, not quantity. And a quiet space, and Zoom, and Adobe Audition, which I'll get into a little bit later, is what I use to record my interviews when I'm doing that. So recording software zencaster zoom skype there's many many million mores out there i've used skype for years but i kind of got away from it because what was happening is my guests had to create accounts and it just turned into this big whole thing zoom is great because it's one link boom they could do it right from their 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 browser if they want to they don't have to sign up for an account so it's totally up to you. Zencaster is the same way I've used Zencaster a couple of times, but I'm more familiar with Zoom and I'm you know kind of partial to it. Again, none of these are sponsors of the show. These are just the stuff that I use. Start simple. Learn how to use the equipment test the devices in different environments. Do fake interviews with friends and learn how to edit and play around with settings in the programs. So what I mean by that is just start simple, you know, do a canned interview with a friend over the phone or over a zoom, you know, and, or FaceTime now. I mean, Christ, we got a whole bunch of different things. You could do it now and learn in different environments, a city environment, especially like New York city. You got all that background noise around you, right? How can you play to that strength? I remember when we were talking to Trixie Mattel one time and you know, you get all those loud vehicles in the background. You know, you just have to kind of learn to kind of jump. Oh well, let me join you, you know, like just jump in and play to that. So and it's amazing what you can accomplish with a small investment in equipment with big investment in creativity. So just remember small investment in equipment, but big investment in creativity. I'm gonna say that again. Small investment in equipment but big investment in creativity right now, as I'm talking to you, I have since upgraded. So I just want to warn you. I have pair of beats headphones that are wireless that I use for editing. I have my audio technica, mic, my iMac and an external screen to go with it and Adobe edition. I use zoom for my recorded calls for my interviews and that is it. Adobe edition is what I use for software editing, big investment in creativity. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of steps to editing, producing, publishing your podcast. It's a good idea to establish a workflow before you start recording your show. So in episode two, I talked about time, you know, and, and making sure that you're at least giving yourself a half an hour between each guest because if things run over, there's nothing worse when your video is encoding and you're just sitting there waiting and now you have to get to the next guest, but you can't because it's still encoding and it takes forever. So you want to establish a workflow before you get into starting your sh- recording your shows, because in this way, when you master that, you'll learn how to kind of deal with technology errors because listen, they're going to happen no matter <laughs> what. It's, they are absolutely 100% going to happen regardless of how you want them to or not. So establish a workflow, meaning that Know what you're going to be doing after. Set a lot of time after your interview. Me personally, I like to get everything done all at once. So I'll do the interview, and usually after the interview, if I don't have anything, other scheduled interviews, I like to edit. Even this show right now, episode two, when I was done with it, I immediately edited it, put the music into it, normalized it, all of it, and then boom, I'm on to the next one. Because there's nothing worse than waiting for something to Because sometimes you just don't get around to it, you know, and that happens. Life happens, especially when you're not making any money off of this. I totally, totally get it. So just establish your workflow so that way you don't have any problems should you run into any technical issues, because you certainly will. That's that's completely inevitable. And first thing you need to think about is editing software. So (sighs) Audacity is good, or GarageBand, which comes with the Mac. So Audacity is good for both Mac or Windows. GarageBand, obviously, is for Mac. That's where you'll polish the episode by cutting out any mistakes and ums and things that you really don't want in that episode. So if you're not familiar with audio editing, definitely, definitely play around with it. And the cool thing is you can download just pretty much any file. I mean, you know record something off of Spotify or Apple Music, throw it in one of those programs and just start playing with the effects and or just talk into a microphone for five seconds or five minutes and read, read a paragraph off the internet and play around with the different effects. Dynamic Reverb came as a company name because those are my two favorite effects that I use all the time when I'm editing. So learn. And then as you graduate into other things audacity is free GarageBand is free i use adobe edition because i really really like the features that it has to offer because i've learned throughout the years how to use those features so start with something small because this is also going to prevent pod fading so this is a pro tip kind of off the record tip pod fading is when you think you're gonna do it and you're gonna do it and you're gonna do it well and guess what doesn't happen you don't do it right so It happens. It really, really does. It's just one of those things that we want to do it. It was like back when I was a child and people lost their jobs, they used to go to Kmart (laughs) and they would buy boom boxes to become DJs for bars because you know that's just the thing to do. People lose their jobs now. They buy a $100 microphone and sit in front of a computer and just decide, guess what? I'm going to be a podcaster. It doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of work that goes into this and most people don't realize that. So this is my favorite part of podcasting. Your podcast should always have start with an intro or a teaser to capture the audience to listen to the rest of the show of like what happens next. What I mean by a teaser is something, pull something out of the show that's going to entice somebody to listen because you only have three seconds to capture that audience. So... If you have a really amazing episode and there's just like a little bit of information that's gonna say, oh my God, I need I need people to capture this. This is amazing. Like just pull it out, put it in the front of the episode and just kind of roll right into the episode. It's it's the easiest way to capture your audience because, again, you're not always going to capture everybody. There's going to be topics that people are going to find interesting and topics that are not so interesting. So you really, really want to make sure you capture your audience in three seconds or more, because if you don't, they're not coming back, and you don't want that to happen. My shows, Confession Radio and Podcast Whisper, have such a mixed audience because of all the different topics I talk about. And Podcast Whisper, we like to highlight and feature you, the creators of your podcast, your shows. So I typically pull your intros because I want people to know like this is the this is the topic that I'm talking about today. And your fans are going to tune in to me to hear me talk to you about your podcast, what you're doing, good, bad, and the ugly. Same thing with Confession Radio. People are writing in we're interviewing, we're talking, we're we're discussing with other people and with that said, just make sure that you capture the audience to listen to the interview or to the topic or to the context. What happens next? We all want to know. And depending if you did your budgeting properly like we talked about in episode 1, this would go under the soft budget. You can have a pro voice your Intro for a fee and do a professional intro if you would like, of course. But my pro tip to you is reach out to other podcasters like myself, wink, wink. Or others and ask them to trade so you could do something voiceover for their show and they could do something voiceover for your show. And it's also great promotion too. Hey, this is David Allen from the Podcast Whisper, and you're listening to XYZ Show. You're listening to XYZ Podcast. I have done voiceovers in the past, which is great for intros and things like that. And I don't mind doing it. I mean, I'll give you 15 seconds, 30 seconds if you need it. Just send me the script and say, hey, I need, this, I need this to be voiced over. And then you work your magic on it and make an intro that you want to play to your audience. And also, let's talk about closing. So we've started the show. We've got our intros together. We've got everything that we need to be successful. The guest, we've done the interview. We're feeling great, man. We're just, oh, this is so phenomenal, right? What about the ending? How are you closing Make sure you're closing your show with all your social medias. But let me back up real quick here. Make sure you're closing your show by allowing your guests to promote whatever it is they're trying to promote. Where can they find them? What discounts are they offering for being on your show? All of that good stuff. Make sure that you close with your socials after, meaning... You know, thank you so much for listening to Podcast Whisper, Podcasting 101 Episode 3, powered by Dynamic Reverb. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Dynamic Reverb. And I can't wait to hear your podcast. Always have kind of a standard outro so people know where to find you, where, if you have a website, promote it, things like that. I would definitely get into the habit of doing that, having a script at the end of your show or like what I call as a tag, it's all radio talk. You just want to tag the end of your show. You can have a pre-produced segment already that talks about, you know, hey, wasn't that a great interview? Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. You know, here's the website. Here's the socials. Some people take donations. They have Patreons and things like that that they want to talk about. They certainly can do that, you know. And another pro tip, this is uh, something I used to do. I don't do it anymore. I haven't really... Spoke to anybody lately, but I used to love at the end of the show, like, hey, uh, Billy Myers, real quick before you go, do you have a- another minute? Yeah, sure. Can you say, hi, I'm Billy Myers and you're listening to Podcast Whisper? Have the guests say it because then you could start the show out with that too. Hey, this is Billy Myers and uh, this is Podcast Whisper. It's so cool when you hear that and then you build your. Your audio library with that, and then eventually you can start making promos and things with those as well. So, a lot of good information in there. Okay, so now that your episode is produced and ready to air, it's time to pick a host for your podcast. Oh man, we don't have a, a, enough time to talk about hosts. Oh, geez. Okay, so there are so many hosting sites out there, so many, and I would definitely definitely do some research on who is the best. Now, again, not a sponsor of Podcast Whisper. I use redcircle.com. Reason being, just talking to someone on Reddit about this the other day too, it doesn't add any extra crap in there that you don't need. I was a huge fan of Anchor for a while, anchor.fm. But my God, the stuff that they would add in there at the end of every show on Apple was just crazy. Now, yes, you can monetize. You can monetize with Red Circle as well. However, you can monetize with Anchor, but there's so much crap in there. It's ridiculous. So all I'm saying to you, do your research. I like Red Circle. You can monetize on Red Circle. I don't monetize on it because I monetize externally. And also, under one login, you can have multiple podcasts. So on my login, I house Confession Radio, Podcast Whisper, Between Us Girls, and all the other shows that I manage under one login. And it's free. It's absolutely free. I will eventually move to a paid sponsor and to a paid hosting site when the time is right. Now, What I suggest when you start out in podcasting, find a free hosting site like Red Circle, Anchor, or others. Start there first. See if this is something you want to do. You don't want to invest a lot of money into something and lose a lot of money. You want to make smart decisions. Microphone you can resell. Computer you can reuse for other things. Money for hosting sites. You can't get that back, right? So start there because this will help prevent pod fading as well. And if you're passionate about it, then move to like Lipson. Lipson, again, not a sponsor. Amazing, amazing, amazing. They have great customer service. And there's some up and comers too coming out right now too. Riverside.fm is really a good one too. Um, Again, just Google top podcast hosting sites. And they change all the time. That's why I said Google it. And some come with special offers. Like if you use keyword blah 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 you get a free month you know things like that to try it out most of them nowadays because it's podcasting you can just import all your episodes into that hosting site and they have phenomenal customer service to help you through that process so yeah definitely do some research on that and and you'll notice in the sites mentioned they allow syndication to other sites like apple podcasts google play Pandora, Amazon Music, Radio, Overcast, all of them, that's great tools because you don't have to do that. That's one less step for you. It's called distribution, right? So syndication distribution. So what they're doing is they're sending out your signal, your RSS feed, which is a technical term for what you're doing, to these sites, to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, to all these major players, and they're putting your podcast out there for you. So that's one less thing you have to worry about. Now, when you grow, you want to take control of those sites yourself. When you grow, you want to go into the podcasting realm of Spotify and do it. Because if you don't, they're gonna control it for you, and you don't want that to do that permanently. This is a good solution to get you out there, get you, and it's so easy to migrate over to your own account. Same thing on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is changing. They're having subscription services now. So you really want to kind of dive into that part of it so you can get those premium subscribers. Those are some awesome tools that they offer you. Let's talk about your show notes. So in Red Circle, I'm not sure about other hosting sites, but they have two sections. They have your show notes, which would go on Red Circle, and to any other podcasting and there's a reason for this and then they have an apple one that goes to the apple podcast and the reason being is because apples it's really its own entity of hosting in itself the only thing they don't offer is hosting and it's really cool because if you haven't heard of seo search engine optimization look it up because every time you do a description in your podcast show notes when you're describing your show you want to make sure you include some keywords in there Like my show, Podcast Whisper. So, what are we talking about? Podcasting 101. What do people typically type into Google when they're like, oh, I want to launch a podcast? So, in my show notes, will be David Allen teaches you how to launch a podcast in his episode, Podcasting 101. You know, so you want to really research the keywords to the show so you can include them in there because not only is google searching for articles but they're also searching for your shows that's what the seo part does for you in your show notes and show notes show notes are just short conversational descriptions your podcasts right so really all you want to do is make sure that no matter how long your notes are in there and be as descriptive as possible just make sure you have some keywords in there so people can find that particular episode because in all honesty, you really, really just want to make it as easy as possible for your listeners to find and subscribe to your podcasts. So that was episode three. I know we talked a lot about equipment and you can always, always reach out to me at dynamic reverb on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email address is all on there. Any type of questions you may have, please reach out to me. I have no problem taking some time and sitting down with you and going through that. We could schedule a Zoom call. I'm for hire if you need help with your podcasting. I'll be happy to help in any possible way. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait to hear your podcast.